Issue 4 of The Score is available to read online now. Themed red and still providing additional support to football's freelance community, this edition features an exclusive interview with Ruben de la Red, an analysis of Sergio Ramos and the artistry behind a red card, and the Premier League's history is traced by some of its most notorious moments. To read all of this and more for just a recommended £3, head to the relevant link in the podcast description. From the pages of Man the Footballer, Homer Patience, a special edition of our regular podcast. Discover more from Mike McInnes' radical hypothesis, companioned by the wonderful illustrations of satirical artist Matt Kenyon, online today. Just find the relevant link in the podcast description. Dear football fans, welcome to this serious nonsense. Man the Footballer, Homer Patience is a fun book. It is not to be taken seriously. But it does use some principles drawn from the evolutionary and cultural history of mankind such that, if it were true, it would fit in with the crazy hypothesis that humans evolved bipedalism, that's walking on two legs, to play football. Two very important principles in this respect are neoteny and ludony. The theory of neoteny was around for more than a century before being developed by the real-life American biologist and author Stephen Jay Gould. The theory is that we humans keep our infant genes and anatomy throughout our lives. We do not metamorphose into an adult form like other primates, such as chimpanzees. This shows strongly in our facial features and our flat baby faces. If our jaws extended forwards and our brows angled backwards like they should do, we would not be able to head a football. Neoteny also explains other oddities such as our lifelong curiosity, inventiveness and nosiness. Simply put, we can never fully grow up. The next important real-life theory is Ludony. This was thought up by the Dutch cultural historian Johan Huizinga. You can read all about it in his original book Homo Ludens. It is based on the idea that human culture, technology, science, language, literature, art, music and poetry stems from adult game-playing. The Latin word Ludens is derived from ludus, which refers to sport, play, school and practice. It isn't difficult to connect the two theories. Humans, as far as we know, are the only species in which adults still play games, which neatly brings us back to the subject of bipedal football, known to be the largest and most universal form of game playing we know of. If football were a country, it would be the largest in the world, with around 2.5 billion citizens, fans and players, and its annual turnover would exceed that of the world's largest economy, the United States of America. Once you accept that Homo patiens is the original species of the genus Homo, you will never be the same again. You will know that Homo sapiens is a derivative and offshoot, and as your primal unconscious mind already knows, bipedal football expresses the deepest essence of what is to be human. You will know that your children and grandchildren will grow up in a football environment and will become Homo patiens or the sibling species Femo patiens to become football players and or football fans. You will learn that Homo patiens and Femo patiens predate Homo sapiens by about two and a half million years and you will discover all about football anatomy, physiology and psychology and the genes, glands and hormones that characterise this wonderful bipedal football species. You will meet Professor Gordon P. McNeil in the pages of this book, Professor of Archaeology and Paleoanthropology at St Andrews University, Fife, Scotland 
and you will admire how brilliantly and persistently he demolishes the concept proposed by Professor Yuval Noah Harari in his 21st century book Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, in which Harari makes the outrageous claim that humans express no genes for football. This is a massive own goal, and the greatest four part in the history of science. This is what Harari said. Evolution did not endow humans with the ability to play football. True, it produced legs for kicking, elbows for fouling, and mouths for cursing. But all that this enables us to do is perhaps practice penalty kicks by ourselves. To get into a game with strangers we find in the schoolyard on any given afternoon, we not only have to work in concert with 10 teammates we may have never met before, but we also need to know that the other players on the opposing team are playing by the same rules. Other animals that engage strangers in ritualised aggression do so largely by instinct. Puppies throughout the world have the rules for rough and tumble play hardwired into their genes. But human teenagers have no genes for football. They can nevertheless play the game with complete strangers because they've all learned an identical set of ideas about football. These ideas are entirely imaginary, but if everyone shares them, we can all play the game. Harari may have taken sapien science to a new level of understanding, but he failed to examine the role of Paceans as our founding species, and he missed the critical role of neoteny in our evolution, without which we would not have developed our juvenile, curious, innovative, endlessly creative minds that characterises our strange, bipedal, fatalistic semi-adult species. Professor McNeil couldn't ignore the comment that we have no genes for football, and curtly elbowed the claim in the following letter. Dear Professor Harari, Never in the history of evolutionary science, either before or after Charles Darwin, has an eminent and respected academic of evolutionary history been so erroneous in his or her analysis of the underpinning founding seed and driving forces of the evolution of the genus Homo. With respect, Professor Harari, a penalty kick requires a goalkeeper and a goal. The species Homo exists as a socially and environmentally constrained species, or it is simply not human. A penalty kick, far from being a solitary and introverted illustration of human conduct, is actually one of the highest expressions of bipedal neotenous culture and behaviour of the genus Homo. If an elbow is not an anatomical and physiological instrument of high-value fouling, then what may it be? A Stephen J. Gold spandrel or exaptation, an evolutionary byproduct, or an adaptation for which there is no clear fitness or survival advantage? No, the elbow of the Homo species is not some kind orphan anatomical offshoot without significant function. Rather, it is an exquisitely engineered evolutionary skeletal instrument for violently inhibiting opponents during open bipedal neotenous football play. A recent and seminal paper published in the Journal of Paceonic Science is found through a series of elegant studies conducted at the Sepp Blatter Faculty of Forensic and Paceonic Anatomy at the University of Visp in the canton of Valais, that a set of related elbow and hip genes and gene sequences correlate with both elbow and hip-hit plasius. ELB, hit-alpha-1 and hip-hit beta-2, and these are expressed in the teenagers of Homo sapiens, Homo patiens, and Femo patiens, most potently of all in Homo patiens professional football players, with the highest expression occurring in defenders who have secured the most yellow and red cards during highly charged contests particularly during derby matches between local rivals. So indeed, Professor Harari, since you raised the issue, evolution did produce elbows for sophisticated gain of function fouling, 
and now we have plenty of beautiful genetic information that confirms that. With the greatest respect, and acknowledging your excellent work in a number of fields, it must be stated that your attempt to intervene in the field of bipedal neosinous football is indicative of a degenerative and profoundly unfruitful adherence to a sapiens mindset that is long out of date, and which denies bipedal neosinous football as the generative seed and driving force of human evolution. With a view to finally establishing whether indeed Homo sapiens is the original founding species of the genus Homo from 2.5 million years ago, and Homo sapiens is a recent and derivative species from 200,000 years ago, I challenge you to a debate in the town of Stenhouse Muir in the 4th Valley, Stirlingshire, Scotland. A suitable time will be during the 4th Valley Festival of Paceanic Culture and Arts, held annually in that town, which attracts many thousands of football fans, academics and student visitors from around the world. As a World Archaeology Heritage Status Area, Stenhouse Muir is the spiritual home of prehistoric football archaeology and artefacts, and is therefore a highly appropriate venue to hold an international forum and invite public discussion on whether bipedal neosinous football is the true seed and driving force of human evolution, so that this issue may finally be settled for all time. Yours sincerely, Professor Gordon P. McNeil, Department of Anthropology and Paleontology, St. Andrews University, Scotland. If you enjoyed this, then make sure you subscribe and give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Also, follow us on Twitter at Blizzard. That's at B-L-Z-Z-R-D. That's the best place to keep up to date with all things Blizzard between each issue. Thanks for listening, and farewell. If only there was a way to immortalise football's greatest games, goals, and moments with some incredible artwork for that blank space in your wall. We've partnered with The Goal Hanger to help you do just that. Choose from one of our own picks, like the 2005 Champions League final in Istanbul, or the 2000 European Championship final, or request your own favourite goal of all time. Discover more and order your print from just £30. Just head to the relevant link in the podcast description.